the Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 157 of The Usual Podcast, a podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my now kind of normal co-host, uh, Mr. John Skeen. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Thanks. Thanks for the new contract. Yeah, you notice I called you normal? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm nice, shocked. Eh? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> And also joining us this week, fresh off of another podcast I do um, called Just Keep Writing, is my is another co-host or another host or whatever you want to say, Mr. Nick Bright. How you doing, buddy? What's up? How's it going? Glad to uh, be on this week. It's actually been a secret fantasy of mine to, to be on this podcast with you. Well, you've lurked in the chat a couple times, and I'm glad to get John here. And I think you have an agenda, and I'm... I haven't, I've on purpose haven't uh, picked your brain a little bit about your agenda, but we're going to talk about Endgame and Game of Thrones this week at the uh, near the end of the show. And I think you might have an invested interest in Game of Thrones, which will help us out because I don't know if John watches the old, the show. I don't think, right, buddy? I've seen one episode and it was yes. from this season and I sent you my notes. So I'll, I'll be able to uh, to chime in. Oh, shoot. Yeah. You did? I'll, I'll be oh. able to chime in with the uh, season eight. <laughs> notes that i have so far uh, i i'm excited <laughs> i cannot wait for this um so this is gonna be a good night <laughs> it's gonna be a great night so and we're just sitting here of course enjoying our usual frosty beverages john what are you drinking tonight dude oh angel's envy it's like my my all-time favorite bourbon and it is so smooth so good stuff oh i wish i had some bourbon just the right name now. of that oh it's know, good right? good stuff how about you marshall what are you drinking tonight I'm drinking um, an old standby, one of my old favorites, Lagunitas Hop Stupid. Uh, it was $5 at the Safeway. I was there a few hours ago, and it's delicious, <laughs> and I love it. And the it bottle is well. taller than my head, which I think is important. Nick, Very what? important. <laughs> Nick, what are you drinking, dude? Dude, you guys. I go hardcore. <laughs> I go fresca. Oh, God. Yeah. No calories, said- no sugar. All the goodness. You only said Fresca like 15 times while I was trying to figure out the video stuff. So I knew what you were drinking. But like Will sometimes, and God rest his soul, he's still alive. I'm just messing around. Um, Will always would sometimes say, you know, you drink his Diet Coke and whatever. I ain't mad at you, Nick. I ain't mad at you. Hey, some of us just don't like alcohol. Well, I'm not drink. one of them, okay. but <laughs> <laughs> it tastes delicious. <laughs> I'm just drinking Fresca right now. All right. Uh, I, I'm with you, dude. I'm with it. <laughs> so before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google+, Spotify, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. It's too many things. I got to cut that down. Uh, I'm at Darth. <laughs> it's too much. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. John is at John R. Skeen. Uh, Nick, what's your Twitter handle, buddy? I am at Bright Inks on Twitter. On Twitter. Uh, you can find the usual, of course, on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Plex, all your favorite podcatchers. So like us, share us, and tell your friends. Uh, teespring.com slash store slash usual podcast if you want to buy some gear. And we have the timestamps in the show notes, of course, if you're not a Swotor fan and if you're not watching live. And before we get to all of that madness, thank you for everybody who is in the chat room. We have a, a, a long-running 
participant, Mr. Blay. He is also in the chat. So shout out to him. So thanks for joining us. And uh, you're the man. Get, whoop, 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 whoop. He is the man. So let's get this going, guys. Uh, drinking buddies. Of course, Mr. Skeen has been a long time drinking buddy. And you can also become that if you join us on Patreon and give us some money. Uh, but Zen, of course, big shout out to Zen. He's been a long time supporter and Eddie as well. So thanks to everybody who gives us money on Patreon. And we are gearing up again for San Diego Comic-Con, which I'm going to talk about multiple times in this show. Uh, so yeah, here we are, guys. Shall we get to Star Wars Yield Republic? Let's do it. Dun, 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 well, I don't have dun, a bumper, dun. dude. That's You're the bumper. No, so, so that other piece of equipment, this is a side note, obviously, I'm not even... I don't even know why I'm doing this right now, but that other piece of equipment I'm trying to get has all that stuff built in. I don't have to worry about any of this madness anymore. Ooh, so it's like a soundboard. I, I can, yeah, I can streamline some of this. Nice bro, madness. I told so. you because you tell me because we're going to use it for our just keep writing. Mm-hmm. I will go mm-hmm. in on it with you. All right, I'll hit you up after this. You want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you, if you will only kneel. Uh, let's get to the Dev Tracker, man. The PTS is came up, <laughs> and and to be fair, we were actually going to record the other day. What a week or so after Endgame, John? Yeah, but then I got sick, and I apologize for that. <laughs> no, no, no. And I'm not. I'm not calling you out. I basically told John, dude, you've been filling in. If you're sick rest and we'll do it another day this is the other day and now nick is here and game of thrones has happened and all this other stuff's happened so it's going to be good so but in the meantime the pts went up and came down for the dantooine incursion um the feedback thread is still on the forum so if you did jump on the pts and do that the feedback's always good makes sense they also did a star wars day sale which um i don't know did you partake in that uh mr skeen i did not know i know i was and, and did of, you? i was uh, no, I was out of town, dude. I it's been crazy. I've been so busy. But um they had a they had a cartel market sale from April 29th through the 6th. And I like that they do this stuff to coordinate with Star Wars Day and that kind of thing. They had a bunch of cartel market items on sale. So um if you if you took advantage of it, great. If not, uh heads up, it'll be back probably next mm-hmm. week. This I thought was interesting. Have you ever seen a PvP report? No. Now, from another podcast that I listened to, I've, I've heard that they've been calling some people out on the PvP report for cheating. Ooh, tell me more. Tell me yes, more. Oh, for the cheating, but, yes. Yo, the, that's as far as I go, because I normally don't do the PvP. No, and I don't do the PvP either, but um, I, I sometimes dabble. But uh, So this report has to do with what they did with wind traders. It's, <laughs> I love this line. It says, in April, we caught and punished 15 accounts for wind trading or cheating in PvP. They've suspended the accounts. Reset all their ranked ratings for every character on those accounts, every character, and removed all of their ranked wow. PvP tokens. How do you feel about that, John? <laughs> Don't do the crime if you can't do the time. That's how talk I feel the, about it. Talk you about know. putting the hammer down, dude. I love it. I'm that was a <laughs> swift justice stab in the you throw. Yeah, it's a lot, dude. And and they've been kind of slow on this stuff for, um, over the years. And I just I love that they're like, hey. Not only these are the number of accounts and what we did to them. And I think this is kind of like, and not to be dumb, but you know, at the school we're having an issue with kids vaping in the bathrooms and we've caught a bunch of kids and a senior got caught recently. 
and um, he's not going to get to walk at graduation. It's like, that's the kind of message they have to send. If you're going to cheat or if you're going to try to circumvent the rules, something has to happen. And I'm glad that they're putting it down. So, yeah, there's, and there's gotta be consequences. And to be honest with you now, you know, maybe it's because things have shrank a little bit as far as the number of players or just the timing, but I, the fact that they're actually finding those people and, and right. doling out some punishments, I think is great for too yeah. long. I think a lot of people got away with things. And at the end of the day, I guess what kind of befuddles me on the whole thing is it, it's a game. I mean, is it really worth investing right. that much time and and you know, you're paying for a sub to you know, not be able to play because of PvP? Right. And and I just realized too, we've we skipped our weekend game, which we'll go back to in a second. But my issue is that exactly. I mean, there's other stuff here and what they've done, and I have a link in the show notes, of course, if you want to see all the things they're doing, talking about unranked PvP um, and that kind of stuff. But it's it is a game and I barely have time to play any games. So I'm not going to spend my time cheating in a game. Right. Right. I think that's just yep. kind of, I'm with you. kind of crazy. So yeah, I just like um, how they're making it public because even though I'm not playing star Wars or anything like that, you know, you always know someone's out there cheating and there's only ever rumors about it. And the fact that they're going to post it, post numbers, give punishments openly reminds me of like, Medieval times where you'd lock someone up by the hands and their <laughs> neck, docks or something. Yeah, and like everyone gets to see them. Or when Cersei in Game of Thrones, shame, shame, right? You know what right? I mean? Like it's like, oh shit, I ain't doing that now. Like everyone's gonna know. I I, I couldn't agree more, dude. Uh, so backtracking because apparently I skipped a whole section of a thing I normally do, which is hilarious considering I've been doing this show for hundred. 50 something episodes um real quick community shout out to volk uh one of our longtime community members he got a uh a post on the official forums he's a content creator he does um all kinds of awesome awesome stuff um i have a link in the show notes if you don't know who volk is how dare you but also go check out um his stuff and that is amazing and they did and he's also on the launcher yeah and so Teresa was on the launcher not too long before that and i love that they're doing that and these guys have been contributing to the community for so long and being on the launcher is is a huge milestone if you're someone who has been putting i mean we're seven years into this game man you know for those of us especially that have been in beta and it's it's a big deal for people that have been creating stuff for this long and Mr. Nick, you're going to get to meet Swaterista, of course, when we go down to Comic-Con. Oh, I'm so excited. She is super, super, super awesome. And uh, so, uh, you know, hats off to these these content creators that are getting recognized. I think that's badass. So, congrats to Volk and, of course, Swaterista as well. John, since I, for some reason, didn't talk about our weekend game like we do every time, what have you been doing in game this week, my friend? Not a lot. I was able to finish Osis uh, with my smuggler. <laughs> Yeah, so I've got, I was able to choose a side. So I chose Republic on one side, chose Empire on the other, just so I could see the story on on oh, each good. side and, uh, you know, kind of go from there. So we'll see when the next stuff comes out where it leads to. How about you? Cool, man. Um, Swotor, I tried, I jumped in. I, I was trying to finish up that as well. I didn't get there. Uh, basically, I have. I finished up golf season. I am trying to stay sane right now. I'm working too much and I'm gone too many nights. But right now, I basically, when I've had time to play, I just kind of put on Civ 6 just to like 
mm-hmm. do a thing. Um, but it doesn't take a lot of thinking and usually I fall asleep. Um, but so about maybe 40 minutes last couple of weeks. That's some solid gaming, right? It is what it is. You know, that- I've been playing some Sudoku on my phone <laughs> when I like, I mean, yeah, that's going to say most of my gaming is Marvel puzzle quest <laughs> on the phones. <laughs> and you texted me today talking about Marvel puzzle quest. I got to go back to that too, man. I love, I love those Alliance of, uh, not Alliance events. What do they call them? Um, yeah, it's an Alliance, alliance event. event. Alliance yeah. event. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, and we have like a full like active um, alliance now of twenty people, awesome. so it's kind of fun. Is it, yeah, is so it the rewards um, are pretty cool. Is it the same one or is it a new one? It's the same alliance. It's still Griggs Boys, the one that that will started. No, um, no, the uh, event though. Uh, it's Civil War is the event. Oh, Civil yeah. War, nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna jump in. Do. I'll do it. I, I will. Nick, hey. games playing them. You playing any games? Yeah, it's called dating. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the ultimate game my friend yeah <laughs> just kidding guys no i'm really dating but uh so i i got on a now what's considered retro gaming um i got on a huge kick guys like i got my brother gave me his wii i just went out and i spent like 200 bucks on like some old classic games that i just loved from like high school and stuff like that and this is like i even went out and got a game boy advance got the golden sun oh, series you. waste an entire weekend playing it and the game's so old it lost everything on me like oh no two hours before i finished it and it was like oh that sucks but it was so much fun it's worth it it's worth it but it's i'm uh, it. i'm actually getting gearing up to do another run through of dragon age inquisition because bioware yeah. uh Hopefully, well, Bioware is the the developer of the game we play. If you didn't know that, Ooh. so I I, yeah. I think I knew, but I didn't remember at the time. Uh, but Dragon Age Four is coming out, rumored mm-hmm. to be this September. I not holding my breath for that one because of the terrible EA launch with Anthem. Um, yeah, I have Anthem. I played it a little. Yeah, so. see, I have Anthem too, and I just it's fun. Yeah. But I, I just I couldn't get into the story. Right. So and it, it's yeah. I want to finish it, you know, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's when I I'm gearing up to do that because I'm hoping you can transfer your character over. Um I've been wanting to go back to Inquisition too, man. I love that game. And I love the Dragon Age series and I have so it on my good. computer. I just didn't I every I think I've started three different times and just never got through the whole thing. So, so. to show you my dedication to making sure I have my viable options to port characters, I have seven yeah. different characters of all different races and uh classes. And I've I played Ooh. the first like half of the game on each of them to figure out who I like the best and what setups and stuff like that. Um, totally nerded out on the off chance that a rumor true <laughs> from yeah. three years well, ago. <laughs> to be fair, it sounds like you're taking a, an alt approach to like MMOs, like but in Inquisition, <laughs> like we like I have like twenty characters in Star Wars: The Old Republic. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you know I've played through all the stories, and I think I think that's super important, man. And I love Bioware games and Bioware storytelling. Yeah, and when Bioware does it we've right, we've never talked about that. they they yeah. do it right. Uh, I mean, absolutely. The Mass Effect game, man, like mm-hmm. it's so incredible. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm hoping I'm I'm hoping that Dragon Age Four is uh it's gonna be the hit of the summer or fall, hopefully. Or next, well, or next year. We'll see, we'll see when release date comes. That'll be good. So, 
uh, back to the news really quick. Um, we did the PVP report. Companion issues. This just came up today, actually. Um, I don't know if you saw this game, but this came out today. Um, they are Eric Musco. <laughs> he's acknowledging a lot of the issues with companions. Not to mention, uh, just at the top of the list, obviously, is the range companions not attacking. And the, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's the, it's game update 5.10. Uh, but really, it's been happening since launch. So, so it's kind of interesting that there people are still mad about it. But I also wonder, why is it still happening? It's been seven years. But, um, you know, it, it is what it is. And then, they have, then there's another th- uh, part of this that's companion of ineffectiveness and imbalance. Mm-hmm. And he says one of the other issues is that we hear is that some of the companions are ineffective in specific roles or imbalance compared to other companions. And so for 6.0, the team is making a full pass across all companions to make a variety of updates, most notably to address this very imbalance, um, uh, update abilities, etc. So I think I think it's important considering the sheer number of companions we have in the game that they have to address this at some point. Absolutely. Well, hopefully, like I said, before 6.0, everything will be there, roll out exactly. smooth, and um, everybody will be happy. Well, and and I would like, and the one thing about companions again, I want them to kind of streamline uh, the influence a little bit. I wish I could kind of transfer it to my alts and that kind of thing. And, and hopefully something like that's on the way. But what I really would like is the ability to just pick someone I want to hang out with and not have to tediously hand them gifts or level them up in some way. You know what I mean? Um, I wish that was a little bit, I wish that was a little bit less grindy uh, because they have some amazing companions, but I won't use them in battle because they're, level one influence when i have you know a level 50 wampa you know what i mean so <laughs> nope i got you it just makes more sense to use the one that you've already spent the money on basically exactly and it was a lot of money millions of credits but i'm always accepting uh, free gifts so if you need it you will get send no, anything my way you <laughs> you will get no gifts from ah! me sir uh <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> Uh, so the other thing that is coming up, someone asked today or yesterday, I think, uh, a couple of days ago, uh, hey, Eric, any chance that 5.10.3 will also bring the nightlife event? So the nightlife event is going to come back in the summer. And I have this under discussion topics because with the upcoming release of 5.10.3, uh, they've updated the event schedule. So the event schedule has been updated, and which I think is pretty cool. So they're going to have the Racco Resurgence is going to be April 30th through May 7th. Okay. Uh, and they list the award uh, rewards and stuff in there. Relics of the Gree is coming back. And then this new one, which is the Pirate Incursion, May 28th through June 4th. Uh, I haven't heard anything about the Pirate Incursion yet. Did they, did they put that on the PTS? I don't even remember. Um, uh, if they did, I didn't play it. I mean, yeah, I've, I heard, I've heard about it, but yeah. I haven't. Well, I'm going to go back and talk about that right now because they okay. just said they published more specific details about the Pirate Incursion in-game event uh, that's taking place on Dantooine. So that's going to come out at 5.10.3. And there is a link to all about it. This was a couple of days ago. Uh, it is a lot. Uh, you have to be level 20. Uh, it's going to be available two weeks after uh, 5.10.3, which I think makes sense because they're not going to launch a new event uh, right on the heels of an update because there's always kind of issues with updates, right? Mm-hmm. Um, during the event, you'll embark on a variety of both normal and heroic di- uh, daily missions to support your faction's interests on Dantooine. So that's cool. 
And the rewards look awesome. There's a walker mount, a cath hound mount, um, a cath hound mini pet, and all kinds of stuff. And this is going to be another reoccurring event. Uh, so it'll be in rotation, I think, with the Gree and all that, which I think is good. Yeah. And a, I love events. And Ugnot Companion, too. Oh, did I? Wait, what? Yeah. Did I miss yeah. it? Yeah, Ugnot Companion. Stop it. What? Oh, ho, 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 ho. That's all I yep. want. So that's all I want. <laughs> I will literally come back to Swotor for Nug Not Companion. <laughs> all right. So you heard it here first, folks. I'm coming back to Swotor. No, I haven't left. I just have been playing. Um, all right. So that's amazing. Ugnots. Oh, I want one. Okay. The last thing I want to mention, dude, and I know I'm jumping around a little bit before I get to the pucked thing. The last thing I want to mention is the web content roadmap. And I'm, this came out um, actually at the end of last month. It's 15 days old. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. But what they did was they talked about what is going to be coming out on the website in tandem with updates and um, expansions and stuff like that, right? So they, they're talking about, they're just trying to be a little more transparent and give us a roadmap for things that are coming in the website, which I think is cool. There's going to be a series of blogs, um, updates to classes, some write-ups on the Nautilans, because that's a race that's coming in 6.0 and stuff like that, and new planets. So uh, worth a read. It's old news, but um, definitely worth uh, worth checking out. Any thoughts, my friend? Cool. Nope. I'm just, you know, it's it's the road to 6.0. That's all I know. Yeah, <laughs> I that's thought. what I'm excited for. So I have a thought. You have a thought. Sure. Right, guys. So I, I currently don't play this, right? Tell me why I currently should. you don't. And tell me okay. exactly which one I should buy. Because as I look at it, there's a few different Knights of the Old Republic on there, right? Well, it's it's Star Wars The Old Republic. Well, see? Knights of the Old, Re- Knights of the Old Republic is the one that released uh, years and years ago. This one came, this is a Bioware MMO. I can send you a link. Well, I'm just saying, you guys, uh, the way you guys are talking about things is making me super interested. Yeah. Just go to swotor.com, S-W-T-O-R.com. Oh, look at that. So if you're listening to this and you're not playing, now you should. Yeah. And again, we always do this segment at the top of the show because we love this game. Um, but if anybody listening to this and actually listens to the front of the show and starts playing, join us. Please. The game's awesome. The game is awesome. Um, so to bridge the gap between Nick, the game, and what's coming up, we're going to talk about Pucked 4 for a minute. We have settled on a date and time subject subject to change only in that there is a rumor out there. And I don't know if I'm supposed to say anything about this, but there's rumor out there that SWOTOR or that Bioware may come back to San Diego for a cantina event um, pre launch for 6.0. So if that is the case, I'm holding my, I would, I went to the very first one, what, seven years ago, I think. Before the game launched, maybe, yeah, seven years ago, it was my first uh, con, and I was writing for TorWars.com, and it was my first time going to Comic-Con, and I got a press pass from Deirdre and Jeff, and we went down there. So I've been to the first, I've been to every SWOTOR convention, SWOTOR Cantina in California. There was one in San Francisco, there was one at the EA Studios, and there were two, there were three down in San Diego. So um, I've been to a bunch, and I love them. I really hope they come back. They usually do them on a Saturday. So right now, Pucked 4 uh, is July 19th uh, at 5 p.m., which is the Friday of San Diego Comic-Con at Mission Brewing Company. And we are, again, going to be in their uh, production line area. 
So I'm really excited about it. I really hope that uh, Nick's going to be there as well. Yeah, I will be there. Which is going to be awesome. And sadly, Skeen will not, but next year he will. That, that, that is the plan. That is the plan. No, it's... Look, I'm, Dude, I'm I know. I know. We're just... We're gonna we're gonna make it happen because you'll have a press pass next year because I'm just gonna somehow make that happen for you. So, hey, I'm just here we are. throwing that out there right now that my Safari is now doing an update and I can't see anything all of a sudden. So if you lose oh. me, I apologize. I will try to get back in as soon as I can. Yeah, I can still see. I you. still see you. Right. I don't see anything on my screen but my background and no. a message. This is. So you're saying you can't see this? Please you wait. can't see the screen at all? No, I can see my background image, but I don't have access to anything else right now. So oh. you can't see the hand gestures Marshall's making at you. Oh man, I've been flipping you off for like the second you said that. <laughs> I, no, nothing, no. nothing but the bird. Dude. I don't. Nothing. I don't believe you because Marshall's <laughs> such a good guy. Oh, uh, you're right. I would never do that. Uh, so anyway, Pucked Four, come hang out with us. We're going to talk about it at the end of the show as well because I have some Comic Con news that I'm going to drop at the end of the at the end of this. But uh, it's super important that if you are going to come, um, let us know. Reach out to us. Um, we also, if you are someone in the community that is maybe thinking about coming, we may be able to. Uh, we have a place that we're staying, so you know, hit me up. DM me. So, so two questions. Number one is, are you going to be That's live streaming? Um, okay. And so like last year, I think if I can get this, secure this piece of equipment that we want to test, Nick and myself, we want to test this piece of equipment. If we can get this before Comic-Con, not only will you have a nice, crisp, awesome stream, but you will also have audio that will not be as hectic as it's been the last three years. So Okay. And that's then... The plan. Will you, if there is a cantina event, mm-hmm. are you going to be able to stream from there, or will that be allowed? Um, I'd have to talk to Musco. Uh, if there is a cantina event, I will definitely be asking Musco, and a no sort of will be asking the same. We will definitely have a setup of some sort, um, whether that be a live stream itself uh, or not. We will definitely have to talk to Musco as soon as we find out if they're going to be there. That conversation will happen, I promise. Gotcha. Because I, I will, and that's why I'm saying tentatively it's on the Friday. Because if they're doing theirs on Friday, we're going to switch ours to Saturday. I don't want to do it on the same night. So um, I want to make sure Swotor fans can come to both events if they want. And we're going to hopefully have some giveaways um, and some other stuff from Bioware. Uh, and not only that, um, it's just going to be freaking awesome. And I don't want to have people thinking they need to leave our event to go line up for. Bioware's event, if that makes sense. It does make sense, and I look forward to living vicariously through uh, you, you and Will and Nick through the live oh, stream. Oh, my so. friend, I'll be sending you links and pictures <laughs> and all kinds of fun stuff, and you're gonna love nice. it. Nice. <laughs> all right, man. Shall we get to the Star Wars section of our show? Since uh, I I stayed in that section a little too long, I feel like, but uh, it was important. I think. Indeed. I was raised to do one thing. Nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. All right, man. So, Star Wars. Dude, um, I'm not going to talk about this first one 
No, I am going to talk about the first mm, thing. We, we have to. We have to. Uh, I was going to wait, uh, but I forgot that was a different section. So, dude, um, we were going to talk about this. This happened, what, a day or two when we were going to record, or was it that yeah, day? Yeah, it, it, it was actually that day. It was that day. Mistaken. So we lost Peter Mayhew, um, of course, and he played Chewbacca in the Star Wars films. Um, he passed away at age 74. Um, and it's it's yet another painful loss in the star wars uh community i mean he had had a lot of health problems obviously you know he was in a wheelchair for quite a while um and that was that was a problem of course but you know he was with his family um and i i don't know man i i don't know what to say when people like this go if i'm being honest you know and this is this is the thing about how long this franchise has been going that I hate is we're, we're seeing, you know, the losses now as it, as it goes along. And yeah, you know, it's sad because I mean, these are people that we've literally grown up with, right. <laughs> as, as far as exactly. And, yeah. and it, it makes it really, really hard. But at the same time, I mean, think of the contribution, you know, that, that some of these people, you know, including Peter Mayhew have made, uh, you know, mm-hmm. to not just our lives, but our kids' lives and, you know, just the amazing art that they've been able to help create and the legacy that they leave behind. So, you know, it, yeah. it, 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 while it is sad, there's a lot to be celebrated as well. Yeah. I, uh, and, and dude, like my thing, when I heard this, like it was one of those things, like I know his, his health was failing him. Um, I know that was an issue, uh, but at the same time, like, okay, so Carrie Fisher, Peter Mayhew, um, we lost, uh, his name just flew out of my head, um, R2-D2, um, mm-hmm. Kenny Baker, um, you know, and, and it's like, we're going to see all of this as we go forward with our fandom and, and just, and every single, every single thing that I have heard, um, every convention he's been at and everything else for Peter Mayhew, he's was nothing but the kindest, most uh, awesome person to meet. Um, and really aware that his really, really hype. I mean, obviously some people are more aware than others, but aware that his portrayal of this iconic character was important to the fans. Right. And, and, uh, and that's super, that's super, super important. And the fact that he like trained his replacement too, which I think is kind of cool. Exactly. From, from yeah. the last episode. And one of the things I remember the most about him too, is uh, his appearance on, and you, you have, you probably seen his appearance on comic book men. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which was pretty absolutely. cool. He was judging. Yeah. I can't, it was a contest. I can't remember you know, exactly mm-hmm. what the contest was, but just how, you know, gracious he was during during that whole thing it was pretty cool so and i listen and i listened to tell him steve dave i'm a big fan of the smodcast network and they were talking when he passed that was one of the things you know kevin smith has mentioned and and the tell him steve dave guys have mentioned that he was on you know comic man and he was amazing and they loved him being there uh and it makes it's heartbreaking i really want to go back and watch that episode again but it's it's tough man it's tough you know um, but he will be missed, of course, as Kevin Smith says, big bucket of mm-hmm. win. And he was Chewbacca, dude. And he made that character. So um speaking of conventions and stuff, uh, there is a chance, which I think the chance is a little higher than when I put this in here, but 
the chances of Rise of Skywalker heading to San Diego Comic Con 2019, I think, are pretty high. Um, considering the film is dropping in December, talking July, I think it's probably a good bet that there's going to be some panels and a big uh, Star Wars presence again at Comic Con. There's going to be a, there's going to be a trailer yeah. drop then. And and here's my issue. Not that I have an issue with Star Wars being at uh, Comic Con. It's that when Star Wars is at Comic Con, if the crowds could get crazier, they're ten times more than they could be for things like for any panels that are Star Wars related, for any uh, for Hall H, if there is anticipation of a Star Wars panel. Do you see where I'm going with this? Right. So you have so to get my, in line the my, day before. At least. And I think and I think that's gonna be for the last two years without Star Wars there, I've been able to I, I pretty much got there the morning of and and got in for the first panels in Hall H and got to watch uh the Doctor Who panels from the last two years. I got to see Peter Capaldi uh say farewell and I got to see uh you know the uh new doctor, the female doctor up there for the first time. And that was the last two years, and that was because I feel like there wasn't a Star Wars or a Game of Thrones uh, panel in anticipation, mm-hmm. right? And I got to see a pretty cool pet Predator panel last year, too. That was kind of fun. Um, but so I think it's going to happen. Um, I think the crowds are going to be insane. Uh, and I just, I don't know. It's going to be crazy, dude. I don't know. Yeah, it's, always, it's always crazy, though. Dude, you're still going to be at Comic Con. So I know. I know. I'm not complaining. I just, honestly, it's just. I don't know. Like I said, after this is like, I think going to be my seventh, maybe eighth year, eighth year. Um, it's, you know, I'm getting older, man. It's, it's hard to move around through those crowds for, for those that many days and, and stand in lines and stuff. And, and uh, it'll be, it'll be interesting. We'll see how it goes, but I'm excited. I don't, I, there's no scenario where I stand in line for a day and a half and, and Ew. try to watch that panel. No. I mean, there's, that's just not a no. thing. So I'm going to enjoy my con and, go other places and have some fun <laughs> but uh i i'm not going to try to see this panel uh star wars fans are too rabid and too crazy when it comes to comes to comic-con so so uh, I, I think we've lost nick completely yeah he'll be back i'm not worried about it he had to restart his computer there's some release dates that have been announced and i kind of melded this is marvel and star wars a little bit um but i'm going to kind of focus on the star wars part um there obviously we have the live action stuff coming to Disney plus. Uh, but there is, let me, let me find this. The, okay. So game of Thrones showrunners, uh, David Benoff and David Weiss are working on projects in the star Wars universe. As we know, uh, this is, let's see, hold on. Kathleen Kennedy basically said the next star Wars film is going to be December 16th. So we do have a release date finally for that. Um, they were just saying December before, mm-hmm. so it's that same time frame. So December sixteenth, okay, which is okay. I think three years in between is is going to be enough to recreate quite a bit of hype. Yeah, and I think that's good. Um, I I like I almost I'm I'm actually kind of okay with them backing off the anthologies just a little bit. So I think I think it'll be fine. It's nice to have a little bit of anticipation. You know, mm-hmm. um, in this article, this is from the Nerdist. Uh, they put a bunch of stuff about Marvel in here as well. James Gunn, um, obviously, he's come back to Guardians Three. Um, there's going to be a Shang Chi film and an Eternals film. 
um, Doctor Strange 2, Black Widow prequel, and all this other stuff. So, um, And so the New Mutants is the only one that has a release date. Um, and it's been a while since they've been talking about it. And it's going to be April 3rd, 2020. Yeah, it's um, only been pushed back like seven times. So many times. I feel like since we started the show, we've been talking about New Mutants. Um, and it will <laughs> include Gambit, um, which is now totally gone from from the slate which is a bummer because i we've literally been talking about gambit Mm -hmm. since i started this show and i was looking forward to gambit because he's my favorite x-man but you know it is what it is uh this will blow your mind the james cameron (laughs) avatar sequels Uh uh-huh they have they have a a official release dates the last one is apparently going to come out in december of 2027 jeez so (laughs) here's 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 what i'm (laughs) I'm Come not on, right? saying Avatar was a bad movie, but I didn't find it to be that great of a movie. <laughs> you know, no, me and To say we're making all these sequels to keep it going on and on, I it better be pretty creative because I don't see it. All I see is a big loss there, but you know, hey, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think what's interesting about the Avatar thing, dude, is that they... You know, there's the Avatar Land. There's this. There's this theming around it, and the hype behind. Once they finally release one of those films, like that's gonna send people to the theme parks and 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 all that stuff. But like, I mean, that that movie came out what over a decade ago? Close to because it was it was. I like, mean, it's it's been about ten yeah, years. Yeah, because right? I think the selling point on it was it was just that cutting edge 3D. It wasn't the story right. and. And we'll we'll talk about this in a little bit, but I mean, uh, Endgame is on pace to finally mm-hmm. beat that record. Which, and I and I really feel like, like you said, and I don't want to slight Avatar fans out there. You know, tweet me if you want. But I I really feel like Avatar was a fine film, but really it was that cutting edge technology that drove that. You have to see this film because mm-hmm. the 3D is so awesome, and you have to see this film because they were able to do this with CGI. That aside, and yes, it still holds up. It looks great, but like an end game has to beat an avatar. It will it has to. It will. It ha- or uh, or and and I just it, if it doesn't, it's just gonna right. be sad because I mean <laughs> because when the avatar, I, I'm very curious to see what the avatar sequels, what what those will do box office wise. You know what I mean? Is it gonna be that? Is it going to be an end game? Is it going to be a, oh my God, you have to see this because the story's so like what's left? They, 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 right. It's all like, it's all going to come together. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll see if it, if and when it does. Here's how much it interests me. I got excited when I saw it, but not because I thought it was this avatar. I thought it was the Nickelodeon series avatar. <laughs> the, the Airbender, <laughs> right? Kinda, yeah, I was like, "Oh, cool! They're finally going to come out with another one of and those." And I recently oh, watched oh, that, that with the kids, and they loved it. Oh my god! And like, <laughs> I love that kind of stuff, and I love anime, and I love—I just—I I had a blast with that. And I know, you know, strict Avatar: The Last Airbender like fans weren't happy with that live-action version of it. And I hear the cartoon <laughs> is amazing. All that aside, I love that story, and that was a mm-hmm. really cool, really cool film. Um, my kids, right. my kids loved it. But oh, yeah, my kids liked it too. I just, I'm, yeah. Uh, we'll see how uh, how Avatar does 
Avatar Sorry, 2. Sorry, I, I, I got us off on a tangent. No, no, so but I I'm, just, I'm curious that, but... to see how Avatar 2 goes, you know, mm-hmm. in, um, you know, 10 years after it's released or more, you know. So uh, we'll see. We will see. Uh, what else we got here, dude? The third Star Wars live action TV series was announced by Disney CEO. Do another lot. Li- there is going to be a live action TV series, but mm-hmm. they haven't they haven't announced it. It's one of those stupid, you know, it's a thing, but not a thing. Were you, um, were you looking for the speculation from Kathleen Kennedy? Yeah. Did we talk? Did we talk? About, we didn't talk about that, did we? I don't think so. Oh, OK. Well, I'll, I'll let you yeah. you talk about the speculation. No. I, well, like I said, I don't I don't know. Where are we at? Did she said she said that there's going to be another one, right? Right, and potentially oh, here it is. Okay, uh, Bob Iger himself said that there's going to be a third live action Star Wars TV series that will be included in the lineup with Disney Plus, but he has not said what it's going to be or whatever. And then, of course, when we'll talk about Game of Thrones when Nick finally comes back. Um, what's interesting about that is people are now because I love the internet worried. I guess about those guys handling the next Star Wars movie hmm. because of the way they've handled Game of Thrones. <sighs> <laughs> it's so yeah, it's it's frustrating. I hear you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you there? What's up? Oh, he's back. The man is back. I get yeah. Well, you're back. Where's your where's your dumb face? I want to get your face on here. I I I I didn't mean that the way that came out. No, but, but at the same time, like I want to say you're rude, but. It's not really that rude. <laughs> it's not. So here we are. <laughs> Where's your face? I'm trying. <laughs> we just we just about finished up with our Star Wars section. Oh, perfect. It was good timing. Yeah, so you're you're right. You're right on time. All right. Well, where are we at? Everybody has their beverages. We're good to go. John, you ready? Fresca. Yep. Yep. I poured uh poured Three, poured two fingers of uh, Angel Envy, so oh. I'm good. <laughs> oh, only only two fingers. <laughs> only two. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's my guy. I love it. All right, we're switching over to the usual roundup section. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. And this is where it's going to get interesting. So let's just cover some news. And then we're going to do a quick, probably spoiler-filled review of Endgame and Game of Thrones. There's no probably about it if you're asking for my opinion on it. Spoilers. I just... Okay. There'll be spoilers. Okay. So real quick, uh, this also happened while we had our brief hiatus. Uh, We lost John Singleton, unfortunately. he was, of course, uh, Boys in the Hood, uh, director, awesome um, filmmaker, and he died, I think, at 52. Like, way like too that. young. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he did Shaft, Boys in the Hood. He did a Fast and the Furious movie. Brilliant filmmaker. Uh, just really sad to see someone that young and talented go, honestly. Um, I don't. I don't know if anybody have anything to say about Singleton. I don't know if you were fans. No, of I, work, I, I love um, Boys in the Hood. That was uh, kind of me the, too. not gonna lie. I don't follow directors, so it was one of the first like yeah socially aware movies I can remember seeing. So yeah. that's well, he he was one of the ones to to put a movie out there where it showed um, 
Yeah, it showed it showed kind of what was actually going on in black neighborhoods and that kind of thing. And I think that's mm-hmm. that was really important. Um, Tim Conway also passed away in the last day or two. I think that might have come up today. Um, again, eighty five years old. Uh, this was he was a five time Emmy award winning actor, TV host, all kinds of stuff. Um, he was uh, he was best known for the Carol Burnett show, and right. I think that's why his. His name rings a bell because my mom used to love that show. And, uh, and I don't know. It's it, We're at the point now where I feel like we're at the age and the point now where a lot of people like this that were influenced that came into our lives either by our parents or by us at a young age are starting to pass. And it's sad. Really sad. And and don't forget Dorf. Dorf on golf. Oh, right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Those were always funny. <laughs> Um, all right, man. So let's get to the walk in the park section, which uh, this is not timely, sadly. Um, if you were trying to see Star Wars land uh, and you wanted to make and you had to make a reservation for Anaheim, you should have done it already. It was earlier in the month. It's already passed and done. Reservations are full. Um, but what they did was they had like sort of a Comic-Con S kind of system like you you put in if you were in a hotel uh you and you had to make a reservation and they they went quick um and and what else what how else would they have done this and um i don't think as far as i know disney world is not going to do a reservation system like this but i imagine the lines are going to be just something absurd and people mm-hmm. are going to stand in line for days ahead of time to get into both these parks uh uh, I'm excited about the parks. I am also a Star Wars fan, clearly, because I do a Star Wars podcast. But I will not, will not do this. I will. I don't need to be the first one in that park. Well, no, it's going to be too much madness. Just too much. Because mm-hmm. I, I know mm-hmm. for me, at least when you know, and I'm hoping to go in February uh, at right. Disney World. But you. I, I want to be able to enjoy it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to feel and like I'm rushing because be I'm open. taking up somebody Disneyland, else's time behind me both too. Attractions and, won't even be open yet. Only so, the Rise of the Resistance ride will not be open yet. It's only going to be the um, Millennium Falcon ride. And so uh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to spend. And I just was at nah. Disneyland, spent thousands of dollars, had a great time, but I'm not going to <sighs> thousands uh, <sighs> for <laughs> Disneyland. <laughs> okay to be fair you have, you, some context you have kids so it's it's totally <laughs> worth it but i would wait yeah, i would wait myself. welcome to parenthood fyi <laughs> i've been to disneyland every year since i was four months old oh my gosh multiple times most years i've been probably more than 50 times okay i'm happy to spend the money to go because it's 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 a it's that's that's fine with me that's money well spent hey magic how you doing long time no see <laughs> um, but my, my, my thing is, dude, I, I had no problem spending that money, but I don't want to spend that much money to stand in line to fight crowds in a park, in a, in a, <laughs> in a, in a incomplete section of a park that I can go to, which I plan to go to in January next year with my entire family and have a great time. And I'm excited. So <laughs> that's where I'm at. I like it. You have got a. Good plan of action. Hey, you're upset about the money. I 
This just goes into my own mental health issues. I don't like big crowds. Uh-huh. I'm not going to pay money to go on a ride where I have no control over. And if I get decapitated, <laughs> well, I'm shit out of luck. <laughs> Thank you, Space Mountain, for freaking me out. Yeah, but those bars aren't close to your head, oh, dude. You know what? When you get told, we're going to go to Space Mountain, it just goes down in a spiral. Um, we're just, we just want to get cooled off. I went over 4th of July in 2015 for my birthday, my first time oh. in Disneyland, right? Cause we were too poor oh. growing up to make it to California from Washington and it was cool, but I got sat in the very front and when you, that's the, that's the best, dude. dude. Oh, dude. It's, it's. Space Mountain. I've been going on that ride. You know how many times that's I've been on that ride? That's a tame coaster, too. That's I, actually not I, that I, bad. I, I, nev- I never... It's not even a coaster. Nick, look at my look at my dumb face. <laughs> I'm doing this the whole time. Woo! Screaming. Top of my lungs. Arms up. Welcome the whole time. to my mental health. Because <laughs> you're like, what the? I'm you're like, right. why would you not do this? Because it's a dark room and you just go in a circle and you... Bro, you only go in one circle, so (laughs) (laughs) I went on it like five, six times when I was there last month. It was amazing. So I don't know. I don't know what happened because there was like three or four people on my ride with me too. And they were like, We've never been that fast before. And I was like, It's it's picked up. Well, they've done some renovations to it, dude. It's it's quick. It's not the fastest ride in the park, but it's it's. Damn I love quick. the Matterhorn though. So, Matterhorn, the Matterhorn is, is worth go- nothing but back pain, in my opinion. When but, did you, when was the last time you went? It's pain. It's it's literally last month. It was pain. Maybe we went on it one time. Bro, I don't want to hear it because I know I'm older than both of you. So, yeah. <laughs> so <shit. laughs> I was I'm gonna. Like, say- I'm like six, say, I got a kid that just graduated college. For God's wanna, sakes. You don't even want to go there, John. You don't even want to go there. <laughs> On paper, you are way older than me. Physically, oh, wow. I'm about the same age as you. That's 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 possible. Well, my point is, kids, is that you know, so I said kids, um, is that we're talking about I'm a theme a park. Galaxy's Edge is going to open. Uh, it's going to open at the end of this month. I can't wait to hear about all the madness, but I'm glad I'm not going to be there. Uh, speaking of Galaxy's Edge, there's uh, John Williams soundtrack is up uh, for the theme park, which is great. The theme for it. It's on Nerdist. Uh, I have a link in the show notes for that. Check it out. And we need to move this along to get to what I know is going to be more time consuming than I think it should be. But, I will not go over people, my time limit. Some people are on East Coast time. Not not me. So, yeah. oh, you were so in Indiana. Is, that's where I live. Dude, I, I, I didn't just went that. to Indianapolis. Yeah. See, yeah, you could have hung out with me at oh soccer. Oh my games. gosh, mm-hmm. you mean I could connected with you over the weekend, but Marshall didn't tell me. Well, here and whoa, that's that's See? thrilling. <laughs> and we probably could have had more people helping <laughs> you record for our other podcast. <laughs> wow, the connections you make when you. Tell people things. I quit. For the record, <laughs> John, the same week See? you got sick, I, I was sick, okay, and I was hoping to go on that week too. <laughs> you- yeah, we're, we're gonna be fine. Um, 
Nick, I want Nick. I need you to see my face right now. See what I'm doing? Wait until pucked in San Diego <laughs> when there's when there's no less than twelve people and four mics and everybody's trying to talk at the same time and me trying to keep everybody on. Task. Oh, I'm bringing my own mic. I'm not sharing. Just for the record, oh, for God's sake. Okay, I quit. All right, so moving on. We're moving on. Um, <laughs> John, you put something in here. Please talk about the thing. Oh, I it literally just came over. Robert Pattinson was cast as the new Batman. So our fourth or fifth or seventh iteration of Batman. So this is uh, to replace uh, Ben Affleck. Correct. Right? Correct. So it's yeah. uh, Twilight Robert Pattinson. So, well, how do we feel about this? As long as he doesn't sparkle, I'm okay with it. As long as he's not a vampire. (laughs) Wait, but Nick, how do you really feel? (gasps) Okay. It's going to be fine. I I think it's It's stupid. Why? Because there was nothing wrong with Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck? No, there was nothing. Dude, there's nothing wrong with Ben Affleck except he's Ben Affleck and he's not going to do it. Once those movies tanked, he's gone, dude. He was going to be gone the moment, the moment that didn't work. Wasn't They're his, lucky they got him in the first place. It wasn't place. his decision to leave. Of course it is. He's been Affleck. He can leave. He can do whatever he wants. No, but this this time around, it was not his Actually, decision. I think, I think it All might sudden, have been. I thought he said he had health was, issues or something. Gone. That could have just been the excuse from the studio. But yeah, he, he can say whatever how he wants. I heard it was someone asked him and he goes, yeah, I guess I'm out. Like when someone else he said, was, hey, I heard you're no longer playing Batman. And he was like, does everybody remember? Does anybody remember when Ben Affleck signed on to direct the Batman movie? Yo, I remember. And now not only is he not directing, he's also not playing Batman anymore. That is because that didn't work. It didn't work. He got he got he got backlash and he decided that that wasn't the best career move for him. So he's gone. He's been out. Fuck, he do whatever he wants. It's a totally normal career move for him. Like he's made a couple good movies, but I'm gonna be <laughs> honest. I don't. But he also <laughs> directed Argo, but he award winning movie. Yeah, but when it comes to award winning movies, it's all about voting for your friends. I'm with you. That's my opinion. I'm with you on that. But like I don't think I don't think Ben that. Affleck is an A plus actor. Like I don't think he's he looks, the world's greatest director. But I think he's pretty. He believes he is, and I believe he's done a couple things in his career that have given him those top-notch accolades. But my point is, is when Ben Affleck goes to his agent and says, I don't want to play Batman anymore, they're going to try to figure out a way for Ben Affleck not to play Batman anymore. That's that's what I think happened. Call me. I, I, I don't want to be conspiratorial. I mean, but hey, I, I'm going to reserve think. all judgments <laughs> until... <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. You suck. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I'm a, so let's put this way. I'm old enough to remember when they announced that Michael Keaton was going to be Batman. Oh, okay, right. So I'm also old oh, enough to he remember was, he, that as well. And I got he was excited. Amazing. I loved him. Right. I loved so, him. I mean, we can't really. Yeah. You give it a chance. I, right, I think, let's see what yeah. happens. I think George Clooney was the so, worst, though. <laughs> Clooney, though. I love Clooney though. Come on now, Clooney, Clooney, Clooney's Clooney, man. You gotta love Clooney. Clooney's the same guy in almost every single movie he plays. What? <laughs> yeah, but ah, got you. Yeah, but he's Clooney, dude. But, but that's the thing. It's Ben Affleck. If he's Ben Affleck, 
He should have been like, he, hey, uh, to be fair, let's get better damn writers for DC so this shit doesn't tank and I lose money. Agreed. But Ben Affleck was, a, I think, a very good Bruce Wayne. You thought he was? Um, I think he's a very good Bruce yeah, Wayne. Yeah, I agree. I agree. For, for the storyline that I'll they made, it, that. it was great. Right. And, I, and it was different and it was unique and I, and I did enjoy it. See what I created. Moving on. One little link. I'm moving on. And the reason I'm moving on is because I don't really care about Robert Pattinson. We'll see how it goes. But my point is, we've <sighs> all known Affleck. Affleck was on the way out for a long for time. For Robert Pattinson, for, though, for a while now. It, they better be like, he's son of Batman that no one knew about, or he's picking up the mantle. I don't, I don't want to see him as a Bruce Wayne all of a sudden. It's like, oh, hey, this is Bruce okay. Wayne now. Okay, so that said, how do we? Where do where do we think they're going to go with the story? If we let's keep it on brand here, so they they have this much younger guy coming in to step in, and DC's going. We've got Aquaman, we've got all this stuff going on, and they're going to continue forward with Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman two, all that. So, yeah, John, what do you think? They're, where do you think? Have you heard anything? What do you, what are they going to do with this patents and this younger, very clearly not George Clooney? I have not heard anything mm. at all as to what they're going to do, but we'll see. Because I know they're doing an animated hush, mm-hmm. but so obviously they're not going to go that direction. I wouldn't be surprised to see them go back to the beginning again. They might do an origin again. Um, I I would like to see them do a. Um, I don't know who ends up. I, I'd like them to see a, I would like to see kind of very much Avengers esque, a passing of the mantle sort of thing um, to a new Batman. Spoiler alert. Well, look, we already said <laughs> the top. Uh, I, I think, I, I don't know. Like, I don't want to say it. Like, uh, is it Nightwing? What yeah. is it? There's all these other, there's all these storylines, right? Like I, I would like to see them go somewhere in that route um, rather than redoing Batman again. Right. I just, I just would like to, I like the old Batman passing on to an, a new younger version of himself um, and going to the, uh, you know, into the spider verse conversation uh, kind of thing, that kind of route, like, okay, there's different versions of him or a, a way to pass it along to a new Batman. I, I would like to see that instead. I, yes. so I, I'm with yeah. you on this one in my hope now that you're bringing up passing of the torch is that Ben Affleck makes a guest appearance in this new one. And he passes the torch on just like in the series, Batman beyond. And, and, and I, I, in my head, as I said it, I was thinking Batman beyond. Because that is, I love Batman. That beyond. was the, simply the greatest handoff ever. Like I don't mind Nightwing, Robin and all those other ones. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, the red hood. But I feel like Batman Beyond is is the live action that everyone has wanted and we've never gotten. And that would be so awesome. So awesome. Yes. I, I like that. Playing off the rumors, I'm a big fan of the DC Universe TV series. So Arrow, mm-hmm. Flash. Same. And All those shows are amazing. They are. And, you know, I'm very, very sad and mad at the CW for ruining Arrow. And they're going to be one last season and then they're done. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I thought it was really well done for a while there. And then they just took some, and no spoilers. I'm a couple seasons. They behind. took some risks. Sorry. I haven't watched the last yeah. 
two or three seasons um, <laughs> okay. just because I just I got mad at them. Okay. They killed a couple people and I was like, you, no. You don't hold grudges. Oh, no, no not. Not whatsoever because I'll probably still watch it. Magic says Clooney was the worst of them, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, Magic. Thank Come you. to San Diego, by the way. Come to San Diego. Drink a fresco with me. Magic's awesome, by the way. She's one of my favorites. Um, Continue. Yeah, so the DC, the rumor that I've heard floating around for a couple years now is that they're actually building up for a Justice League movie, um, which obviously the current DC films tanked, but I think they could still pull off a Justice League movie as a standalone. And yeah. rumor of, you know, Green Arrow being played by Charlie Hoonan um, from Sons of Anarchy. All right. But I would still like to see uh, Oliver Queen from the TV series be pulled up, even though they said they'll never and do he, that. But and, and yeah, I don't think they're going to mix those two universes. Well, and then I think they dropped the ball, too, with the Flash thing. And I talked about this years ago when they when they brought uh, Homeboy up for the Flash mo- or for the Justice League deal. And I'm just like, OK, so cool. You have an amazing Barry Allen in that Flash TV show. Why would you not take that amazing actor? who has really made a pretty incredible flash and that people are invested in. Yeah. And why would you not take that and put him in the films? And we've been talking about this for, for years. And I, and I, and I just feel disappointed that DC really could have really could have uh, done something special there. If they yeah. had brought some of those characters, some of those actors and characters um, to the big screen when they, when they started this, uh, you know, DCU or whatever they want to call it. You know what I mean? Totally so, agree. Stephen Amell is my, mm-hmm. he's been one of my favorite yeah. DC actors there is. Like, and I'm not going to go on the record great. and say he's the most phenomenal actor ever, but what he did with Oliver Queen and the Green Arrow was amazing. And that's my favorite DC character. Um, yeah. So I, it's a good show. Mm-hmm. That was, we got invested real early and loved, loved the Green yeah, Arrow. Yeah. I just, yeah. And I'm upset that they wouldn't even consider bringing him and is it Grant Gustafson yeah, bringing them up and even they even have uh Wally who's another speedster mm-hmm. too in the in the Flash series um yeah. and you know that's a, the Flash the Flash is my favorite of all of them really? I do like the Green Arrow cuz it's darker um but the Flash there was something about the family aspect of that that kind of got me a little bit um yeah. maybe the uh maybe the black characters probably did too but i re- really did like um i really like the flash and legends of tomorrow is a blast it's so much fun um i like those characters a lot um so anyway we can keep going on this but i think we have two bigger topics to tackle and we have to do that soon slightly big slightly big topics. yeah and <laughs> again some people are on east coast time so real quick that's not me i know i keep saying it's not you it's it's john so before we keep going so black mirror season five um speaking of marvel and dc characters <laughs> did you guys see this this is amazing so apparently anthony mackie <gasps> and is going to be in the next black mirror series mm-hmm. facing off against the guy who plays um uh it's uh, i can never gonna say his name the guy that plays yeah so war machine no, not War Machine. That's that's Cheadle. Um, Anthony Mackie, who plays mm-hmm. Falcon, yep. is facing off against the other uh, the dude from the DC Extended Universe, Yah Yahai Abdul Mateen the Second. 
I was trying to avoid saying that, but here we are. Well, what character um, does he so, play? Uh, I'm not sure who they're playing. Well, who but, does he play um, in DC? Oh, you, oh, he plays uh, Aquaman. He's in Aquaman. He's, uh, I think he plays um, Black Mantis. Black, Ma- yeah. Black Mantis. Yeah. He if you would have just Mantis. said the, yeah. the guy so, that plays Black Mantis, I would have gotten that. Okay. Well, here, here. Okay. Well, again, I was trying to figure out a way not to say the name, but I said it and I ruined it. So here we are. Um, the guy who played Black <laughs> Uh That's going to be cool. I love uh, Black Mirror. That's going to be amazing. Big, huge news oh. right now is in Hulu realm. <laughs> Disney has acquired full control of Hulu. Son of a bitch. Are you serious? Yeah, we're, I, we were texting about I, this Honestly, this just came out like yesterday or two days ago. Yeah. I was. I thought. I actually thought when you texted me this, I thought this was residual from the 20th Century Fox acquisition, but it's not. This is a whole different right. deal. Um, this has to do with Disney and Comcast getting together. And and I think I and I and this is residual from Fox, right? Because part of Comcast is with Fox. Is that true? Maybe I, I don't. I'm not going to say for sure. I'm trying to. I, I for some reason I thought I heard somewhere that Hulu was coming with the Fox deal. But anyway, uh, so this is what this is what it says. Disney and Comcast announced a new deal on Tuesday, giving Disney full operational control of Hulu going forward. This takes effect <laughs> immediately, though Comcast still owns 33 percent of the streaming company. So the two companies have entered what is called a put call agreement which means that there's a five-year tentative contract in place as early as 2024 comcast can re uh, require disney to purchase nbc universal's 30 percent ownership stake etc so thoughts so disney came in and said hey we've got 66 percent, so we're taking the big office in the corner yeah. and yeah. you're going to need to move over yeah. to the other side of the building yeah they're just like can we have all the things now because we're just we have the money, we can we just have own it? all the things anyway? So what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> it's like we said the other Disney money is just crazy. Oh, it's it's crazy uh, money, dude. Unbelievable. And and I am I'm really really interested to see how much extra revenue the Disney parks alone take in when Star Wars <sighs> Land opens. I I'm very curious to see and and the boost with every Star Wars video game that goes along with that. That every, you know, I want to see what, um, I mean, obviously episode nine is going to break records. Um, and, you know, we've got in-game breaking records. I mean, it's really just, it's it's Disney's show right now as far as mm-hmm. storytelling and the big box office and now TV and streaming. I mean, Disney Plus, I'm, you'd be a moron not to get Disney Plus. Do you realize how much content you get for $7 a month? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, but seven dollars a month, you have access to every single Disney movie and TV show. Not to mention two new live-action Star Wars shows, plus anything else under the sun they decide to throw in there that they own already. <laughs> you know, and The Simpsons, The Simpsons as well comes mm-hmm. along with Fox. So think about things like that, like these and X Men, and all these things that people aren't thinking about. But it's gonna be a big factor down the line. Well, I mean, Nick, you have words to say. Disney now owns the United States yeah. of America. So <laughs> I'm waiting for a, a Disney CEO to, or a Disney exec just to come in and sit in here and be like, "So, how's your podcast going?" So, <laughs> uh, so just so you know, you can't say anything about this, this, and this. Um, <laughs> we're screwed. Wait. Uh, we're, we are screwed. What do you think, Nick? I you have words. Yeah, I do. I mean, I just did a brief search because I didn't know this. 
But you didn't know this. Yeah, and yeah. it's just like one of those Sorry. like Netflix. I like to it's break gonna change. It's gonna change Netflix for the worse. Like so, the three or four articles I just glanced at, no one is predicting this or even saying this is good for the consumer. So, so <laughs> okay. I guess I'm gonna take my. Uh, I guess you call it my, my my libertarian point of view on things, but I will say that uh, I'm I think mm-hmm. it'll actually make Netflix better because I think it's going to increase the competition and everybody's going to have to raise their game. But that's just my opinion. Well, and I'm I, I'm a hundred percent hearing what you're saying only in that because Netflix has been alone for a while. Mm-hmm. It's been at the top and throwing so much money and so much original, amazing content, like Black Mirror, like we were just talking their, about. Their original love, content's great. It's phenomenal. Uh, Black Mirror, uh, Russian Doll, um, uh, Bird Box. I mean, there's some phenomenal, phenomenal original stuff out there from Netflix. Mm-hmm. And they've been doing it for years and years and years. The fact that the Disney's of the world are catching up, other people have tried see, uh, um, streaming services and are still doing it cbs um uh what's the other big one youtube uh youtube hulu i mean all these guys are still going but nobody's been able to touch netflix yet i feel like right now disney's going to be the first one to really give them a run for their money eventually nothing disney is affiliated with is going to be on netflix that's one thing but not only that it's going to force them right but it's going to force them it's going to force uh, Netflix to up their game even more, throw even more money at even more amazing original content and make sure people keep their subs. It's not going to be. And the fact that Netflix just increased their prices and, and Disney plus just put out that they're doing it for $7. It's going to make it so people can keep both. Mm-hmm. Right. For a while, for mm-hmm. a while, at least, and, you know? Right. And, and don't forget, I mean, if you think back to when, like the streaming services and video and everything else first start. Netflix put freaking Blockbuster out of business. They know how to yeah. compete. So I, Sing yeah. Ahead. So yeah. I, I can't. You, you can't count them out because the, I think they'll they'll come out swinging. And I and I agree with that. And I think once they kind of uh, what do we got mm-hmm. uh, November when Net, uh, Disney Plus comes out, uh, I think Netflix is probably already posturing, figuring out what they're going to do to combat this. Um, but they have a lot of money too. They don't have Disney money, but no one does. So, yeah, but <laughs> you know what I mean? But they have Netflix money and they've been throwing Netflix money around forever. You know, you still have the comedy shows. You still have things that people have to go to Netflix to see. Right. So let's see, let's see how it shakes out. But, um, honestly, I, I like the competition. I like that with mm-hmm. the sheer amount of content that's out there right now, that there are companies that are trying to figure out how to, keep you only going to them you know what i mean right um so we'll, we'll see how it goes i just uh, so i use my hulus for my tv shows and netflix are for movies and that right. and that's and i like that setup i enjoy that um but like it you know with this acquisition that disney now fully controls it there mm-hmm. you know a lot of the nbc shows are going to be pulled from netflix and hulu now you know, so there's a, there's, and there's find, a lot of and stuff. And they'll find move. a home. Right. Well, they'll NBC find a home. NBC has their own streaming stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. HBO I, has theirs as well. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I know. don't foresee this actually hurting Netflix because Disney's very closely associated with all the kids show. This is just going to give an outlet for parents to have a better kids section. Yeah. 
I think Star Wars is going to be a factor in that, right. and the Disney kids shows um, will be a factor where people have to ha- will feel like they have to get the Disney Plus. But at the same time, when you think about binging a TV show, what is the first thing in your head? Netflix, right? Yeah, Netflix is going to be the place where and and Disney Plus is not going to do this. They're not going to they're not going to put up the Mandalorian all twelve episodes or whatever that's going to be. They're not. They've already said they're not. So the binging part is still going to be um, a market that Netflix can hone in on. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, especially when they have shows like Black Mirror, for example. Or right? Stranger Things. And Stranger Things uh, is a huge property. The Dragon Prince. Huge property for Netflix. And The Dragon Prince. My kids love that. I mean, I I'm just saying. It. I mean, I love it too. I mean, the writing, I mean, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. We'll talk about that soon, Nick, on, on Just Keep Writing. <gasps> so um i i have i have thoughts i love your thoughts the point is guys um we have to move on to the two bigger things Um, we're still not there holy stranger things we're still not there and we have to do this stop having things to say to me (laughs) well here we are buddy you came on the show i'm just kidding so all right what do you want to do first guys do you want to do game of thrones or endgame first we uh John, what do you prefer? It doesn't matter to me. I'll defer to our, defer to our, uh, our our guest. Well, and and I'm only throwing this out there because you it's super late where you are. Do you want to? I'm good. Man. I'm I'm, are you I'm sure? good. We're I'm positive. Okay. We're we're good. Let's try so. to let's try to end all this within 30 minutes if possible. Oh, I can do it in less than that. Let's just okay. do Game of Thrones. Let's do Game of Thrones. Right. We'll do Game of okay. Thrones. Oh God, are you sure you want to do yeah. that? Yeah. Because I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say. Because, like I said, I got one episode, so it'll it'll be All fun. Right. My end game opinion is not very long, per se. Well, and, and I don't think we're gonna get into end game opinions. And in fact, we could even talk about end game next time we do the show. So we could, uh, we'll figure this out. So, all right, Game of Thrones season eight. Uh, <laughs> so first of all, I have to put out. I have to put out an article that is in the show notes because in the show notes I have to talk about it. Um, George R. R. Martin has decided has come out ha- has come forward and said that the rumor that books six and seven are finished is far from the truth. Uh, and I knew this already. And I knew this already. And I'm glad that 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 he's coming out and said that it's not because by the gods, man, those I I'm I'm under the I'm in the camp that we're never going to get those books, but. Here no, we I, I we will. Someone else will finish. No, it. we will. Yeah, he's going to outline them, it's, and it's, someone else will have to finish it. It's going to be a Robert Jordan situation. I just don't. Somebody I just like don't Brandon Sanderson it. will have to come in and finish it. Yeah, exactly. And I and that's fine with me. But I just feel like to say that there people are saying, "Oh, it's done." He's just waiting for the show to end. That's bunk. It's just not not what's happening. I never believed that they're just not done. They're just not done. He's, They're huge, huge epics. Well, not only that, huge like, epics. you know, I factor in his age and his health and all the other stuff he's been doing a lot since Game of Thrones has been popular. Why does he want to write mm-hmm. these books? He's living the life of a rock star. Like, exactly. at like, I swear, age 100. But yeah, he's, why, he, at best, he's, he's still making money. Mm-hmm. Like, Agreed. He's, he, someone else paid him to finish the books for him. Like, Hmm. So that aside, let's talk about uh, Game of Thrones season eight. Now, I read the books, all the all book, all the five books, and I watched all of the shows. I um, I am not a, you know what? Honestly, I'm gonna do this. 
I'm going to defer to Nick. Here, what do you want? What do you want to bring to the table today with Game of Thrones? Because I, I'm going to I'm going to put this on Front Street, and anybody who has listened to this show for four and a half years that I've been doing it, I'm an easy sell with things I like. I like Star Wars. If it's a Star Wars movie, I'm probably going to like it. I, it may not be my top Star Wars movie, but here we are. I personally, I'm a fan of Game of Thrones. I like the show. I'm a fan of season eight. I, if I said you're it. not a so, fan of season eight, then you have not been paying attention. And right. you had this overwhelming hope. And you don't under and I'll, and this is probably going to be offensive, but you don't understand the concept of closing storylines to end an entire series. Exactly. Um, and also I'm going to, I'm going to throw out there too, before you finish your, that, that thought is I, I call what's going on right now, kind of the star Wars syndrome. It's you go to see a star Wars movie, you go see the last Jedi and you're upset that it didn't go the way you thought. Okay. It didn't go the way you thought, but that doesn't mean that the movie's bad. And it also doesn't mean that, the story they're trying to tell isn't getting told. And, Do you see what I'm and saying? I want to say very clearly that doesn't mean the writing's bad either. Right. And, and, I, and I, I have a here. point to this too, because <laughs> so at work, you know, there's a few hundred of us and we have Slack channels and one of them is game of Thrones. And the, I'd have, right. I've been since the episode released, I've been in not heated debates, but it's been an ongoing debate of, why that episode sucked the most recent one there that person's thoughts on it and there's a few other people with, that agree with him but yeah it turned into like everyone started posting the michael jackson eating popcorn meme just waiting for us to go back and forth for like this last week in our argument oh so you're getting into it all right all right, I, all right. and i've so i will be actually making a video um highlighting <laughs> the last seven seasons of what has led up to season eight and how it has been foreshadowed since episode three, season one. And, and, and not only the foreshadowing has been there for sure. And uh, what I, what I find hilarious is people. Okay. And I was, I was hoping I wasn't going to rant, but I'm going to rant. The Jamie thing bothers me. The Jamie thing bothers me that people are like, Jamie would never do that. Why what? wouldn't Jamie do that? <laughs> this Jamie Jamie Lannister. Jamie Lannister has done nothing but show that he loves his freaking sister. So when given <laughs> the choice, when push comes to shove and the world is excuse my language, the world is fucking ending. By the way, spoilers, the world is ending. He's gonna go and be with the person he loves. Yes, he breaks freaking Brienne of Tar's heart because. He doesn't love her like he loves Cersei. Period. It's, period. It's insane to think he would do what I think is hilarious. What if? What if? What if the writers had decided to be like, okay, well, he runs off Bri- with Brienne of Tarth and they have a farm together. What the fuck kind of storytelling is that? Boring. There's no there's no way that makes any sense for that character. It's about character. And it's about the fact that these characters Characters like that, like Jamie, don't change. He's never going to change. He's, he only has everything that he has done for seven seasons and countless books or whatever has been for her. That's it. So to change that at the very end is insane. 
It's insane. So this, this no, well, is like, I, sorry, which, John, which one, is that goatee guy, the angry elf, or is that the boy band, boy band team this is, in the um, wheelchair? Uh, golden hand guy. Oh, golden hand guy. Go- okay. Thank you. Yeah. We're talking about golden hand guy. <laughs> so, and this is my point to where I think the writing is actually brilliant in this season because you've gotten, you know who Jamie was, right? And you've got to see his character develop where he recognizes the wrongs, where he recognizes where he's been a bad person. You see, there is an arc. You there. see him go through regret. You you see him go through changes to where he leaves reconcile with his with his brother. He leaves Cersei to go fight the Night mm-hmm. King's army because he's yep. like, I'm on the side of the living. Like I don't care about right. you, Cersei. This is right. And then you see. He recognizes he has a chance with someone else, right? Right. And then you have hope for Jamie. You've had hope for the last three seasons that Jamie was going to turn out to be the guy that you thought he was always meant to be. He's not that guy. It's insane. And that is what the that's why the writing is <laughs> brilliant to me is because they've given you hope over the last seven seasons, and they right. played the Game of Thrones to your heart and ripped it out. And John will appreciate this this reference. It is not, nothing in this show should be a Darth Vader redemption. No. Almost nothing should be because they have never, from the beginning of the books or the, or the, or the show, have promised that anybody's going to come out of this a better person. I, right? Well, and that's the thing. It's, and, I, and I would argue that Tyrion is the only one that's going to come out of a better person. But Tyrion, because of his of the, his upbringing and his disabilities and everything else, he has to become a better person to give us hope. Right. But the, up, the, the thing is, dude, he was a terrible person, realized it. And, but he was always, a, he was always good at heart. In yeah. the very first season, in the very first season, you see how good at heart he was. Cause he had that conversation with Bran in the beginning. Yeah. Right. In the, was the brand in the first season mm-hmm. where he's having these conversations with people and you see that he's not who he's putting out there that he is. I think it was right? John actually, but it was John. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sorry. It was John Snow. Yes. He's having, and he has this great relationship with John Snow. John is the only one to know. Only one that knows that Tyrion is not this asshole imp. Right. right? But everybody's putting him in a box. Right. All of that aside, I think it's insane to think that a lot of these characters are, Although they have arcs, and I would like to talk about Arya in a minute, but they have arcs. Jamie had an arc. He got better, but he's still not going to not go back to her, period. And that there's no scenario where that you, happens. You don't spend 40 years of your life loving someone like that, having children with them. I don't care. With a child on the with way. With a child on the way. Like, you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Jamie's heart's always been with Cersei, no matter what she's done. He's exactly. he's even said it. He goes, no matter what, I cannot stop loving her. And like, right. And it was such a, it was so fitting because he knew what was going to happen. He knew Danny was going to win. And I, and I think, to me, his character was saying he doesn't want her to be alone when she dies. And it, it didn't and have it anything worked. to do with him. It was his guilt of not being there for when she did with that. He needed to be there. And, and I think it also worked for Brienne's character. It was perfect that was, for her. It was, it, of course she's going to get her heart broken. Of course she's she is. never trusted anyone. 
Right. It's Brienne, blonde or redhead. Yeah, she is the she's extremely she is, tall blonde who also plays Captain Phasma. She's Phasma. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. The actress gotcha. that plays Phasma. Uh, I, 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 I honestly, dude, like, I, I'm, I did not dive into the internet on this because I don't care. I, I didn't have a all. choice because it was all and over work. You dove in, and you <clears throat> dove in, and you sent me stuff, and I'm like, and I like that we were on the same page, and I feel like we're on the same page because as storytellers, it that that all of this stuff clicked, and people are like, oh, the writing is terrible. It's like, no, or. Or, or hear me out. You never saw any of this coming because you weren't paying attention to the writing until the end. Yeah, right. The, the one. So this is the spoiler alert moment. Like Danny goes crazy. Danny loses her ish. Her dragon torches King's Landing. She is like she's over it, right? And she was also never sane. Okay. <laughs> Here's my biggest <laughs> argument for that is everyone's like she's done so many good things. She freed slaves. No. She's done this, and it's like, homie, she killed so many people. How many people did she kill because they wouldn't bend the knee? And tell me the uh, she had to look. She had to, and this this scene killed me. I love this was I think one of my favorite scenes from this season, from this last season was. That moment where she looks at poor Sam and tells him, "Oh yeah, um, I burned your family. Oh, you're relate. You're related to them. Like, oh, I killed them. They didn't bend the knee." And he's like, "Oh, thanks, thanks for telling me." And he goes off and fucking cries yeah. because doesn't she even say, "Is that going to be a problem?" Yeah, and you're just like, "Whoa!" Of course, it's not going to be a not problem. It's going to be a problem for him, but. That's how she rolls. And that was yet another indicator that that was, you know, she has no problem burning innocent people. And it's funny to get to where she wants to be. And it's funny because everyone's like, no, the Tarleys were justified. And it's like, how? How? How How was the killing of the Tarleys justified? She invaded them. It's an invading force. And they fought back. And then decide, mm-hmm. no, I'm not going to bend my knee and go fight the crown that's been backing me for the last how long. And then she rounded them all up and said, who's with me and who's not? And burned the ones who weren't. Oh, <laughs> I what's mean, that? Just like your dad used to do? Huh. <laughs> Give me a break, man. Anyway. Like, and here, this is I, why I think it's great. And this is my biggest argument. The one thing I do agree is they could have displayed the character arc of her losing it these last three yeah. episodes a little bit better. But I caught it. And I knew what was going to happen. Like once she came to King's Landing and started, once she took out all the scorpions, I was like, it's not this easy. It's not going to stop because the bells, it was the bells. When the bells rang, that was her moment to choose. Yeah, And that was her moment of, I'll get to that in a minute. But so Danny, Danny's a Targaryen. They are known for ancestral relationships and stuff like that, right? Not a problem. But there's the Targaryen rage. They're always referred to as dragons because of their rage, mm-hmm. right? Watch, rewatch this entire season and pay attention to every time Danny has had a choice um, mm-hmm. with her advisors. Her initial instincts are always to react emotionally and hurt other people. 
It is yep. the fact that her she's had advisors there since she was 13 years old to guide her through these things. And even with Tyrion at her side, even with Tyrion, who is playing both sides, not both sides, but just talking to both sides, trying to talk to her and say, okay, maybe we should do this. Maybe we should do this. Okay. And then who was it that told her um, when the bells ring, you're going to stop, right? You're gonna, you're everything's gonna be fine, right? Was it Tyrion? I can't remember. Um, um I think so it might have been. He did tell her. He goes, "Hey, if the bells rings, it's right. over because that's that. The yeah. bells are the sign of surrender, right? Surrender, right? So when that moment, and and I could see it coming. As soon as those bells rang, she's already burning shit. There's no scenario where she stops burning because all she sees is a throne, and that's it. And that's all she's but it's ever not seen. About the throne at that point. Are you sure? Positive. She already won. She knew she won. It's not about no, the throne but, at that point. But I think that she thinks, okay, I I'm, I think we're saying the same thing. I feel like her burning King's Landing is a way of her getting the throne and starting over and burning what was there. No. Right? I, 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 that's not my point of view. How about that? Okay. So th- this is the way I take it, right? Up until the uh, up until that moment when the bells rang, she's always oh, had her. We are we are we are forgetting Miss Sunday. Magic just reminded I, I, me. I was just about to bring that one up. Oh, okay, all right, all right. Sorry, buddy. Sorry, buddy. So I, I that's the up. most important piece there. She's always had advisors with her, guiding her through her things. When advisors weren't there, she did do some pretty nasty things, right? So let's let's look at in season eight who she's lost, Sir Jorah. The man who loved her mm-hmm. never gave up on her and always came back. They did come back, but then he died. Right? So he's dead. Tyrion. She lost Tyrion. Not obviously he's alive, but she lost the trust and trust of him because he's made a couple mistakes in regards to his own family. Okay. Varys betrayed her. Oh, that guy. Don't get me started on him. I love him. He, I actually think Good he's thing. he was been the most genuine character throughout the entire series. Yeah, I love I love. So Varys betrays her. John, and this is the point where she decided she was going to burn the city, um, or at least lean towards it very heavily. John didn't return her affection for her to be, for him to be her lover. Well, to also hang on to that last little sliver of like can i actually make this work yeah will john be at my side kind of thing i'm and, with you. And, yep. and the point i the reason i bring that point up is john is like yeah you're my queen but she kisses him she's like hey we can still do this he doesn't return the affection and then she's like that and at this point you already know john has the love of the north john's a good man he's gonna earn the loyalty and respect of people and she's known for this entire episode she can't do that she cannot control them with love without John by her side. And she even says right. after, okay, it's like that. I'll do it by fear. She's going to rule them by fear. Now she's going to send a message. You should fear me. I'm the queen of dragons. I am the mother of dragons. And let's throw, let's throw in there a couple other factors. Um, the one, the magic is bringing up revenge. It's important because Masande has been side, yeah. beside her this whole time. The unsullied have been there. Say, that was, and then that was the tipping point was yeah. Masande. And that and that's a huge that's a huge tipping point. But the other thing on the writing side of it, in order for Jon Snow to be the character that we were promised in the very beginning of this show, a bastard 
uh, part of a noble family, and we find out eventually he's part of even the same family. To fulfill all the prophecies. For that, for that to happen, she has to go insane. And she has to fulfill her prophecy of being mad so that he can step up and become what he needs to mm. be. And that is the character that we have followed this whole time. If if he hadn't come back from the dead in what season five or whatever yeah. that was when he got killed, that would have been fine. But he's back for a reason because that's the character that everybody's a, that we identify with that needs to fulfill his prophecy. That's the Luke Skywalker of the story. Yeah. Is, no, is, is, is Jon Snow. And he has to need to take the throne, not say, Oh, you can have it. And I'll just hang yeah. out. I mean, you know so I, mean? Ma- I can't see the chat system. So magic, I apologize if I'm missing anything over there. Oh, Magic said um, her friend was killed. Revenge. Yeah. To- and that's where we got I, So I, I agree um, that it was revenge, but it wasn't at the same time. Misandri dies. Last words, Tracaris. Go right. back to all the other seasons when Misandri was her helper and her advisor. There are moments where Misandri says, be the dragon you're always meant to be. That, And I think that is key to where, yes, she wants revenge. But those that's echoing back. Like that action is echoing back for Danny to be herself, which leads to all her advisors who's always try to con- basically control her and lead her and trying to make her a good leader. Um she, and she didn't have anyone there this time. She even looked at Tyrion, doesn't trust him. Right. And she spreads fear. She's alone. She's yeah. alone. And and yeah. I think that's been there and, the entire and- time. And the moments where she's forced to make good decisions for the betterment of her reputation, that's when the advisors were there. And that's the hope that everyone hung on to, which is why I say it's great writing because they took your hope, they packaged it in a little bow, and they curb stomped the shit out of it and said, go F yourself. (laughs) But that's always been – that's George R. R. Martin's MO. That's his – that's that's the way he writes. It was predictable to me. Like yeah. no, we're not predictable. Well, predict- predictability aside, it's it's what I what I get frustrated with with fandom right now, and this goes with Star Wars and Game of Thrones and whatever else you want to throw under there is that when people get upset that it didn't go the way they thought it would or the way that they think it should or whatever else under the sun, like, well, it's terrible writing because they should have done this. It's like well, you're not the showrunner, and for a reason, right? Yeah. These guys. We're, are running a a mi- millions and millions of dollars goes into these episodes. They they didn't just pick some dude off the street, right? These are these are storytellers. They're telling a story, and you can. I I feel like calling out the writing is a sore point for me because uh, all of this is if you look at it as, in in the scope of the tale and the books and everything else, all of this is was going to happen. There's no other way it could have. It, it, I mean, what is it's not gonna it's not gonna be a freaking Ewok moment. I mean, look look at you know? the, the the House of the Undying. What what's the yeah. vision that she sees? Fire, fire, fire! She can't get to the throne. She's reunited with her dead baby and Khal Drago. What yeah. is the prophecy behind John that keeps being said and said and said again? You know, the Azor Azai or whatever yeah. it is. I can't ever pronounce it the red lady saying, no, that's the true. Right. And you're, and you're like, and and he has to embrace it. That's the only way this will end happily, quote unquote, happily Mm -hmm. is if Jon Snow's, if Jon Snow is the, on the iron throne. And he cannot embrace it 
until he realizes he's the only person to stop it. And that's what always was driven John back to the red lady, right? Where right. Donderin has been risen many, many, many times. And then she says he served his purpose for being back alive. What is yeah, John's purpose? Exactly. If, and then he finally if John dies. kills Danny yeah. and then he dies in the same breath. He's just feel, fulfilled three prophecies right then and there. Exactly. All right, man. Well, I'm aware that it's one o'clock on the East Coast. Jeez. John Skeen probably has to work in the morning. Um, do we want to postpone our in-game discussion? Oh, I didn't hear about your Arya or discussion. Want, or do we? I I want to talk about Arya so bad right now. Um, or how about? Why, why don't you talk about? <laughs> I, I can do Arya, and we'll we'll postpone in-game until next week or two weeks or whatever our next uh, okay show is. And does magic have anything uh, to say? Man, right because now? I, I'm enjoying the interaction that you guys are having. Having her, it's very deep. Um, magic is amazing. Uh, she says, um, "Let's see, John will be on the throne, <laughs> raising their kid. <laughs> I love it. Uh, uh, she will be dead. Okay. Uh, I and I. Okay. So I want to. I want to go back to Arya real quick. And 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 I'm okay with postponing. Wait, which one's Arya? Arya is my favorite. The little one. Um, the little assassin. Um, okay, so if you remember in that episode, the very big tall guy that turned to the little girl and said, you don't want to do this. Look at what a lifetime of revenge has gotten me. And then she turns around and walks away. I think he's only watched the first episode of season eight, though. Yeah. Um, oh. Arya was. The only line I really remember is if you want a whore, buy one. If you want a queen, earn one. I mean, I've heard that a lot of times in my life. I feel like I feel like we're spoiling. We, we've spoiled everything for. Oh, it's John, okay. But. Um, he'll be. He'll I'll be send up. you a picture of her. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so all that aside, we are going to postpone our in-game discussion. Um, and John and I will come back and talk about this uh next week. Uh, John, you're my hero. Thank you for bearing with us. We really. Oh no, I'm I'm enjoying this. We, John, it was good to meet I you. I have one more. I have one. It's good to meet <laughs> <Wow>. you. <laughs> Plus, I just spent out something, and I'm not trying to get us off subject, but yeah, well, go but, ahead. You know, Number one, Nick, I, I I see from your Twitter page that you're you're a vet, so thank you very much for your service. Number one, thank you for I supporting that. And and number two is you and I have something else in common: the the fact that we're both cancer survivors. So yo, good on you, man. Uh, so if you actually listen to Just Keep Writing, episode four, five, four, there's an episode I actually four. discussed that uh, uh, in five. depth. So I've actually had two types of cancers, um, thyroid cancer, and then currently diagnosed with leukemia. So, well, like I said, good <laughs> on you, man. You're, you're a deep intellectual person and I can tell the joy that you have about writing uh, just on the in-depth discussions that you're having right now. And I'm extremely impressed. So keep at it, my friends here. Continue with your discussion. I just wanted to interject there. Man, that that is such a big pump up for me. Thank you so much, John. Like, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I'm <laughs> blushing over here and everything. Uh, to be fair, to be fair, boys, I'm literally trying not to cry because I brought you guys together, right, dude. Um, this is what a I love networking within this type of community because you just never know who you're gonna about. run into. So, John, I'm we got to talk offline too. Um, Absolutely, anytime. Well, I, I, yeah, I'm gonna keep in contact. So he's in the he's in the pucked group, by the way. Yeah. Oh, John. Yep, is in the pucked. Group. Okay, then. So you can hit him on Twitter easily. Done. Um, but before, can we? Aria. Okay. 
all I want to. So Arya is my favorite character. Period. Um, I love that storyline. I love the faceless men. I'm a I'm a I'm a sucker for assassins. Okay. I think I had a I had a little bit of a hard time in this last episode. Only in that I was like, why is she running away? What is this? Is so not like her. And then I realized after the fact what was actually happening. She, and this is where the writing works. She made the decision talking to the hound. She made the decision to say, well, okay, I'm going to walk away from my list. I'm going to walk away from this obsession and I'm going to try to find a way to be happy. Right. I don't think that's going to happen, but I feel like she's walking away from all of this obsession for a reason. And then she gets, then she's in a shitstorm, literally. And, and she's getting fire rain down on her, barely survives, etc. I don't know what's going to happen for her next, but I found that moment where she was, uh, where was she in that room with the folks? Um, <laughs> and she ended up helping them at the end of the episode. Um, I think that made sense for her character. And I think that what I like after that is for her to find something bigger than this obsession. Right. And that's an arc, right? That's the story arc. I feel like that you're cringing. You don't, you disagree. Continue. No, no, I, I no, want no, you no, to I've, finish. I've said what I, I was going to say. I, well, no, I mean, I, I think that in her head, she wants to go and be with uh gentry or whatever that the dude's name is. But um, I feel like she's going to die and she's going to die horribly and that's going to be it for her. I might just be shocking you here because it is George mm-hmm. R. R. Martin and there's always a because he wrote the series to expose the harshness of war, the true things that actually happen to kind of bring light. And that was a straight up battle war scene. Her running through those yeah, streets. No, it was right. It, to be honest with you, uh, military service, Afghanistan, bombing cities and stuff like that, you know, stuff happens. And right. bro, like I couldn't, that's a play on war, man. That's, that is the civilians, what civilians have to go through when a country's at war and they're being attacked. Like, can I ask mm-hmm. you a question? Do you think that moment she turns away? I, I feel like you're alluding to that. It's fear, not a decision. No. Okay, because I don't think that's in her character to run from fear. She's not afraid. I think she's afraid running through those streets. No, so, and that's it. And this is, okay, so here's my theory on Arya, right? Okay. Arya, I love Arya. She's not my favorite character. She is She is my favorite character arc. Bye, um, Magic. <laughs> bye, Magic. Have a good night. Bye, Magic. <laughs> uh, char- favorite character arc because she... I mean, and this is a play on gender roles. I feel like a lot too. She's always told she had to be something. She had to be something, but she was better at other things that, you know, mm. the boys were supposed to be good at. She wasn't supposed mm-hmm. to be good at it because she's a lady, right? We mm-hmm. see that conflict in the first three or in the first season really, really heavily. And then right. she loses her way. She loses her guidance. She meets the faceless man and all this and goes through all that. And her character arc, she's to me, She's becoming death. She's so, she loses her attachments to the world, to things. All right, I she, can see that. She's going around killing people, 
the faceless god. I mean, really. So, yeah, I no, no, I get that. But at this point in this last season in this episode, I feel like she's let the, all that go. I, I feel like she's she's I think not. She wants to, and she she tried to because the Helen kind of made it very clear, like you'll end up like me and I'm a miserable bastard and everyone knows it. Right. But the faceless man version of herself would have stalked up and helped him kill the mountain. But in my, in my opinion, but I, and this, and this is my theory behind everything on this one. Uh, that was the moment where Aria realized that there was more out there than her list. There was things she missed out on right. by choice. Right, but the going through the street, I this doesn't happen unless it's for a reason. The same mom and the same child, the entire episode, she keeps running into. Guess who that is? You think that's homeboy? That's homeboy and the apprentice, bro. Yeah, Yeah. it it straight up is the pale horse at the end. I didn't think about that. The pale horse at the end. Mm -hmm. Arya's Arya's character arc was she wanted death. She wanted to complete her list. By the time she decides it's not worth it because of the hound, it's too so late. Dead. It's right. too late for her character. She is the living embodiment of the faceless god now. Mm-hmm. She, right. She's right. becoming the faceless god, which is why so the she's horse gonna, comes she's so going to be the next. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. I, I think I, I'm with you. I think this is one of those character arcs where you've gone too far to come back. Okay. Yeah, and I like I like that better. But I think I, I was. She's not gonna go back to Gendry. It's too happy. Yeah. I well, and I hope not, and because that's not what I want. But what I'm thinking is that was what was in, partially what was in her going through her mind when she was talking to the Hound. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, guaranteed. Um, I mean, she's, but I, she's I like I like the idea of bringing back Homeboy at the end and and really making um, solidifying that story and letting her carry on the faceless men or something like I, that in I, the future. I think that'd be great. I think she is going to be the person to carry that on, and yeah. I think she's and I, and I hope so. I hope so. That it, makes sense for her story. And she's going to leave Westeros. No, yeah, I can see that too. Okay, because she's always talked about wanting to explore and stuff like that. But it's it's yeah. the pale horse at the end that really sold it for me, and I was mm-hmm. like, she's death. Mm-hmm. Like there's and everyone's like, why is why does she get to calm a horse in the middle of a battle? Like why is that right? And it's like, bro, like because who else could? It's a freaking <laughs> metaphor, people. Like yeah, yeah. Um. So I think she's gonna be the embodiment of death. That's what she represents. She could be dead and too. That's what, well, and that that she could already be dead, and she also in it and uh, that might be the bridge to being becoming the next. Uh, faceless man leader guy. I don't know what yeah. they call him, but you know what I mean. No, I totally, um, totally agree. I love, I've loved her character arc from the beginning. Mm. The Hound gave her hope at the end, and what does George yeah. R. R. Martin do with hope? In my opinion, he crushes it every time. Yeah, and that's why I also think Danny probably there's a good chance that this ends with Danny on the throne and John dead. No, I have no doubt. But, you know, and I like, think it's all. It's a cycle. I mean, that would actually make sense because, uh, and and then there's going to have to be another Kingslayer, and then it's, and then we have to do the whole game again. It's a game of Thrones, and, right? And it's a game. The perfect ending for me: Danny gets the throne, John goes back, and starts the kingdom of the North. Yeah, and moves it be sick. and moves it beyond the wall. I'll be badass because Winter's yeah. gone, and it's going to start heating up. 
But along the way, someone's killing that dragon. Yeah. Oh, that dragon's dead. That dragon's um, <laughs> dead. <laughs> dragon. He gone. That dragon gone. Uh, I I apologize. We could not get to our end game discussion, but I think um, I would like to go see the movie one more time. I think it's still playing in my town, so I'm, I'm going to go and see that. Um, we're going to wrap this up, uh, but the last couple things I'm going to say as far as convention stuff is that the pet, and this is the reason I like Nick being here hey. um, and, and, and John being here as well, is because you guys haven't seen this, but there's a lot of stuff that goes out, gone, that goes out on outside of the convention area. One of them is at Petco Park. Um, and there's a huge interactive zone that's coming back to Comic-Con for 2019, which is going to be amazing. Um, I have a link in the show notes to that. Um, I also put a link in here, and I'm not going to go through it, this whole thing. Um, some of the myths surrounding San Diego Comic-Con. And one of the things I want to put out there is that you have to have badges, and you have to be able to get on the convention floor to enjoy it. You don't. San Diego is amazing, but the town around it, the gas lamp district has embraced it and it's a blast dude absolute blast there's activations is what they call them mm-hmm. offset events parties all this stuff goes on out, and the convention closes somewhat early there's amazing restaurants and all kinds of stuff to do outside so don't think um if you're hesitant and you're like well i don't have i don't have passes or whatever um i would like to go hang out with nick and marshall but whatever um do it anyway. Nick doesn't have badges. Um, we are gonna we're gonna have a, a a blast. And there's and like I said, we're doing our event Puck Four, which I'm bridging into right now. Again, July nineteenth, five p.m. Mission Brewing Company. It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna do a live podcast, and we're gonna talk to all our geeky friends and talk about. We're, I, I imagine just about everything under the sun, every announcement that's going to come up around there, which will, there'll be a whole bunch. So for you writers out there that are listening, Marshall and I will also be doing a, a write in night on uh, it's free flowing and stuff like that. So we can get together and write. Um, and also if you happen to think our discussion of Endgame was awesome and want to hear more or I mean game of Thrones. Yeah, that too. Um, <laughs> come on it's the same thing uh, pretty much i mean we're uh, if you want to hear from writers perspectives on everything you guys should come check us out no and and it's no secret i i am now producing two podcasts one called just keep writing and one obviously the one you're listening to um and it's going to be this year comic-con is going to be kind of a merging of the two thursday night comic-con we're gonna have um a writing discussion writing session and then we're gonna go into a bar con kind of thing um probably in pacific beach area near where we're ha- where we're staying and then um and then of course our event friday night and then we'll we'll let you know if anything else comes up on the other nights but uh definitely come down there it's gonna be amazing and mr john skeen you've been quiet for so long How, what did you think of endgame buddy i loved endgame <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that just to me the the writing was amazing and the fact that they were able to tie 22 movies together i mean just that's a daunting task the fact they pulled the damn thing that off that is such a daunting <laughs> task i i can't i i you know and, yeah. and we'll go more in, obviously into that you know in our next discussion but to me that's yeah. holy smokes and and don't forget about your third podcast that you're starting go called ahead. why the hell not let's just do 3 yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking about uh, the third one. Is what I'll call it. Hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> oh God, don't get Nick started. I'm not. I'm not starting a third podcast. By the gods, man, I'm not doing it. Okay. 
Because <laughs> I already get limited you time with face? you. He has an idea. He has an I idea. I don't have an idea. Right. We're going to do our yeah. own conference and convention, though. <clears throat> Yeah, we're all going to do some stuff. Um, so keep keeping in these channels. Um, Mr. Skeen and myself will come back. Maybe Nick will join us for our endgame conversation um, in the next week or two. And I... Because it's been a good three-way. Although, yeah, it's been a great three-way. and I think and I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was all our first time. I did leave I for a little it's while. It's very important. Um, technical problems. Well, John, John and I enjoyed our time together without you. It was fine. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to wrap this one up, but we are going to come back and talk about Endgame. Sorry, John, we have to put it off again, but it's all good, man. But dude, I'm going to go see it again. I love these films. And I, and again, I'm with you. The fact that they pulled the damn thing off was, was phenomenal. And I think at this point, us talking about it is more of a formality. It's not like we have to worry people about spoilers, but, um, I would like to talk about the things that I liked and didn't, and, and, well, the things I liked and what I think they're going to do going forward. So uh, we'll save that for next time, dude, since we're freaking well over an hour and a half into this bad boy. So uh, I'm going to wrap this up and then um, I'm going to turn it back to John to, to say a thing in a minute. So thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at the usual podcast.com emails at the usual podcast.com and find us on all the social medias. I'm not going to say them all this time because I don't want to, <laughs> um, but we're all on, on all of them. Uh, you can, I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. John is John at John R. Skeen, and Nick is Bright Inks. Bright Inks, thanks for joining us. By the way, it was no, it was, I thanks for awesome. having me and letting me talk. <laughs> and please support the show. patreoncom podcast audibletrial.com slash usual podcast get an audiobook on us if you like writing if you like books if you like storytelling uh check out uh just keep writing as well another podcast me and nick do uh, nick and myself do i don't know there's some grammar in there that works and uh audit free audiobook on us audibletrial.com slash usual podcast and please support us and like us and tell all of your friends mr skeen thank you for staying up so late um, I hope I hope you enjoyed yourself, dude. You know, I, I didn't just enjoy myself, but I actually had a fun. I'm so glad you did, my friend. And I encourage everyone else to go out there and have a fun. And we'll see you all next week. Thanks, Nick. <laughs>